Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening and welcome to Wrestling Rewind. I am your host, Angel Amoroso, and I am joined by my host, the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. Tommy? What's happening, girl? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Great, great. So, uh... Tonight on Wrestling Rewind is a uh, edition of Wrestling Archives. So we're taking you back to uh, a special uh, little treat. It's a a list of what is it, Tommy? Major. It, basically, what it is is a timeline, Ultimate History of Pro Wrestling, a timeline of every major event in pro wrestling history in 1983. So we, we like this, and it. It goes well. We can do it year by year, go yes. in every once in a while. Absolutely. Um, this, this is showing you uh, like a, front, uh, a front page picture, you know, a magazine shot of Pro Wrestling Illustrated from 1983, January, with Ricky Steamboat on the cover. Uh, and um, just some interesting things at the time. So it, that's 2022. Okay. So they're just, normally they have like some little things to tell you what was happening during the time, but there's nothing really interesting here. So we're going to start January 1, okay, 1983. All right, so here we go. Yay. This is Dothan, Alabama, Southern, uh, Southeastern Championship Wrestling, and it was a tournament for the NWA U.S. Junior title. Uh, so it says here, Norman, one of those infamous Tournaments that nobody saw probably in what we say last. It's always in Rio de Janeiro. Right. Where they got a lot of wrestling going on. A lot of titles changing hands over there. Right, right. Um, so it says uh, Norman Frederick Charles III, which I think he was one of the Royal Kangaroos with Jonathan Boyd, won the vacant NWA U.S. Junior title in a tournament in Dothan, Alabama, for the Southeastern Championship Wrestling promotion. Uh, Central State St. Louis. Now, this is going to jump around. This is telling you key things that happened in 83. Right. Central State St. Louis, Missouri. Attendance, 11,029. That's a lot of people. Manny Fernandez and Mark Romero defeated Jerry Brown and Kim Duck. Rick Martell pinned Roger Kirby, another nature boy. Bobby Duncan Duncan pinned Mike George. Greg Valentine and Bob Orton Jr. defeated Dick the Bruiser and Bob Brown. Bruiser Brody pin crusher Hercules Ayala. Wow. That's so yeah, Hercules Ayala. He was big in uh, Puerto Rico. Right. Uh, matter of fact, I think he ran a promotion uh, IWA in opposition of Carlos Colon. Let's uh, see. In San Antonio, Texas, Tully Blanchard defeated Bob Sweetman to win the Southwestern title in a tournament. Now I remember when that popped up on TV on one of the you know cable networks. Southwest Championship Wrestling. The first guy I saw was the guy that's a, he's a molester, but he really was, blew my mind, was a Bruiser Bob Sweetan. Big old bruiser type of guy. And he could cut a promo, he can work in that area right there, which was an AWA 
affiliate seemed more like an NWA affiliate. Just same style, you know. It's a shame how a lot of them turned out to be child molesters. Yes. <laughs> I, I like how the, this list, it doesn't stick to one promotion and right. jumps around to different events of different promotions in the same year. So yeah. I, I, I like it for that. So yeah, me too. And we, we may find stuff that we're like, I didn't know that, that you know, stuff right. that you weren't aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Ripper, Oliver, and the assassin, David Sierra, defeated Jack and Stan Stasiak for the Pacific Northwest Tag Team titles in Portland, Oregon. Now, that was on the 1st. On the 2nd, January 2nd, 1983, in Memphis, Tennessee, at the Mid-Southern Coliseum in front of 4,111 fans. That's a sellout. Jerry Roberts, Jacques Rougeau, defeated Sabu, Coco Samoa, for the American title. Okay, so they're saying... That Jerry Roberts was being run, played in by Jacques Rougeau, which Jerry Roberts is a whole other different guy somewhere else. And Coco Samoa was another one of those Samoans, but they're calling him Sabu. That's weird. For the Mid-America title. Uh, the first, uh, January 1st, 1983, third to third in West Palm Beach, Florida, Barry Windham defeated NWA uh, World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair by DQ. I was like, what? I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, here he comes one of my... Really young back then. Yeah. yeah. Here comes one of my favorites. All right. Great Kabuki wins the world-class TV title from Alma Drill in Fort Worth, Texas. Wow. I love I love Kabuki. Um, similar gimmick, Kendo Nagasaki at the same time. Yes, the great mist sprayers. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Yep. Uh, so on the fourth, on the WWF Championship Wrestling TV taping, WWF Champion Bob Backlund debuts a new World Championship belt, the short-lived Green Belt. That was a title belt with round faceplate on Buddy Rogers' corner segment. In Tampa, Florida, Barry Windham defeated NWA World Champion Ric Flair by DQ again. El Kanek was Dos versus Dos Caras, who was. Nomus Garris's brother. Oh. Yeah. And El Cicadelico was another brother. Actually, we're going to get into that in a future episode of Wrestling Rewind on uh, titled on families in wrestling, where it covers like, you know, who's brothers and cousins and sister-in-laws and brother-in-laws and it's just a long family line. So stay tuned for that. And you find out people that are related to people that you didn't know because some of them didn't try to capitalize on it. Some of them thought it might be work against them to use that name and worked on their other names. Right, right. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, so El Connect versus Dos Caras for the UWA world title at El Toro de Cuatro Caminos. Naculapan, Mexico draws 18,000 fans. And boy, they believed in it. And you would get hit with Coins. They would throw coins at the ringway. It must have been not worth much. Batteries. People, even yeah, batteries. batteries. Oh, man. Yes. All right. So, the 5th of January, 1983, in Miami Beach, Florida, the Kangaroos, at that time, Don Kent and Johnny Heffernan, you know, later on was El Costello, defeated Ron Bass and Barry Windham to win the global tag team titles. Also, NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Rick Flair defeated Rufus R. Jones 
by DQ. Lots of DQs here. Wow. Uh, the, 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 the favorite doesn't have to lose, and uh, Flair keeps his title. Right. Well, I would be pissed, I think. You know? It's a good way to keep everyone happy, especially back in the day. People were so satisfied with finishes like that. They yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. Especially if you gave them a good battle, you know? Yes. All right. So, Rip yeah. Oliver wins the annual Salem City Oregon Championship Tournament, defeating Chris Adams in the finals. Those That, that, that was hot out there, boy. Let me tell you, Oregon, what did I watch the other night? I watched uh, Pacific Northwest and Oregon, the Sandy Bar, you know, the Art Bar family. Um, big, well, look, Scotty Flamingo, Scott, Scotty, uh, you know, Raven. Right. He's a big star there. Very right. big. Okay, uh, on the 8th of, in 1983 of January, Don Morocco defeated WWF champion Bob Backlund by countout at Landover, Maryland Capital Center. The show draws 19,800 fans. You can't say that uh, after Bruno, he couldn't draw because Pedro drew, and then you hear, see it right here. It's two back-to-back of 19,000 fans. Incredible. That's the only capacity. You know? Incredible. All right, and... Um, also that same day, the eighth, Carlos Colon and Invader Number One, Jose Gonzalez, the murderer, versus Ric Flair and Terry Funk in Bayamon, Puerto Rico, draws fourteen thousand fans. There was that before or after he murdered Bruiser Brody. This is uh, I know, and then he continued to wrestle, which is unbelievable. But that another time in yeah. Of Invader, uh, I think, which we will get into that uh, extensively. I think Manny tuned him up after that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll talk to Manny about that when when we have him on, which will be soon. If you're going to do that. You better do it while he's here in the United States, not over there. Right. You'll never get out of that third world country. Right. All right. At the Omni in Atlanta, Butch Reed won a two ring battle royal. Stan Hansen and Tommy Rich defeated the Moondogs, Rex and Spot. Rudy Martin won a battle royal. Paul Orndorff defeated Super Destroyer. Scott Irwin as, as a Super Destroyer. Wow. Oh, that's a different Remember him, him and uh, his brother, I guess, they were the long riders. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Irwin. That became the goon later on in the WWF when they had a big, a big hockey gimmick. I yeah. Uh, I goon, right. Love Scott and Bill. I love the biker gimmick. The biker gimmick was just so over for them. And then at one point they had Eli the Eliminator with them back right. in UWF. Bill Watts's UWF. They were some good times. I, I really I, I enjoyed the Airwinds a lot. Very reminiscent of uh, who's the other two the other two brothers. Big. They were in ECW for a little while. Ah oh, man, two two. They, they remind me of a. a, a Later version the of them. Brothers, the Bruce Brothers, maybe perhaps. Yes, the Bruce Bruce Brothers. Ron and Don Harris. Yes. Reminiscent of them. Uh, yeah. they were some of the originators of hardcore. If if you couldn't see hardcore in those guys, you weren't seeing it anywhere. They really took it to it, and you know, yeah. 
then when it was, you know, Bill Watts and UWF was some of the, the, the best wrestling, some of the most hardcore matches, all the blood and like you, the close contact, real hits and everything where it was like what drew me in that, that was the first product I actually enjoyed. I, I, I enjoyed the, the men, uh, even the women when Missy Hyatt and Dark Journey had their feet yeah. there was some of the best uh, sunshine and precious, yeah. uh, precious. You know, real good talkers. And they, yeah. there, there was no one within the world-class area and the UWF area that w- was flawed at all. They were all like the originators, just flawless in their promos, their matches from A to Z, beginning to end, yeah. just beautifully uh, yeah. just beautifully performed. Uh, it really compliments. Uh, they were kind of managers and valets that you didn't mind spending the money on because they complimented the guys that they worked with without taking away from them. And that element where you could be a coward and pull the girl in front of you to block the, you know, like that goes over big. You're, they'll get in your ass to fans when they see something like that. You know? Right. Same people think that, you know, uh, oh, ECW originated it. They didn't no. watch Bill Watts's UWF, and you'll see and, and world class championship wrestling where uh, Precious and Sunshine and Dark Journey yeah. and Missy High were a large part of, of taking yeah. a lot of hits and a lot of a lot of beatings back oh, in the yeah. day. So, uh, yeah. you know, this is history. This is what, yeah. where we're from. And it was raw in those buildings, man. You know, gritty, grimy, smoky. Dirty, you know, and the people, like you said, they were rabid, the people. I mean, it, it, you know, it was just crazy. So um, that's what made those. kind of fan back then. then yeah, they were really invested. And down south were the most serious fans of them all. Yeah. So it's not like you, you know, you couldn't get anything over on those people. But also they believe, you know, they believed everything. And, uh, you know, they, they would watch close. But, uh, but it know, wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to believe it. If you took those people and put them in the building thinking they were going to see their normal and then you threw WWE in there back in the day with their cartoon, they would like boo them right out of the freaking building, you know? Absolutely. They were much more prone to watch that than than any kind of WWF character back in the day. Yeah. I don't want to see pirates on people's shoulders. No, no insult to uh, Coco Beware or anything. Yeah. The yeah. guys who carried their animals. But, uh, you know, UWF was just a... a, a a better product for a different type of fan. Yes. And so different types of fans for different types of products. So yeah. what we liked. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're at the, uh, Tito Santana defeated the Iron Sheik by Canada. Candy Malloy. You remember her? I don't remember that name. No. She defeated Judy Martin. I, I, she must be somebody. You know? And then um, Joe Lightfoot defeated Chick Donovan, who was another, like, Clone of Rick Flair, the blonde hair, he had a good little physique. He was always tan. Right, Chick uh, Donovan. I liked him. I saw in Toronto, Canada, with an attendance of eighteen thousand two thirty-seven. King Parsons defeated Jerry Bryant. Private Jim Nelson, A.K.A. Boris Zukov, wow, defeated Nick DiCarlo. So he went from being a private, and then then he became Boris Zukov. Wow. And Nick DiCarlo was one another little stocky tame journeyman. Mm. Uh, Rudy and Terry K defeated Ken Timms, also known as El Fabuloso Blondie, and Frank Monty, another guy I like, Frank Monty. Short, tight little built, really good. Salvatore Belomo. Oh, I missed Sal. Oh, defeated, yeah. I miss Sal so much. 
Uh, he's the one that gave us the infamous black heroin. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> Tobacco. Yeah, if we can't explain that story in, in full, yeah. we should never bring it Tell up. Tommy, Tommy, I got the Galatian Priest, Tommy. <laughs> All right, so um, Jim, oh, Ray Stevens defeated Jimmy Snooker by counting. Angelo Mosca defeated Leroy Brown in a steel cage match to retain the Canadian title. Leo Burke defeated Johnny Weaver in a steel cage match to retain the North American title. So even though they're in Canada, they're mostly dominated by American talent. In Jackson, Tennessee, Rick McGraw, you remember him? Breaks his ankle. Stocky little WWE guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, I love that. He was really good, that guy. Small, very short. Uh, he was uh, he was teaming with the Dream Machine, Troy Graham, at the time, and were the WWA World Tag Team Champions. The titles are vacated. Uh, now, if you remember yesterday, I was talking about these places in you know other countries where uh, there were NWA affiliates, and that was what I was trying to remember was the Dominican Republic, and the little public hero there was Jack Veneno, and Rick Flair would go there and. Practically put them over, and they do a 60-minute Broadway and get that guy over. Like our little guy from our country went to a 60-minute time limit draw with world champion Rick Flair. So, uh, in a rematch on December 19, 1982, match at Sold Out Palacio de Deportes in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic, Jack Veneno, who's Rafael Sanchez, billed as the defending NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Defeated Rick, recognized everywhere else as NWA champion via DQ when Piper interfered. Sometime after this match, it was announced in the Dominican Republic that Jack Veneno was stripped of the championship for not wanting to leave the country and defend it. The story was the Dominican Republic was going through troubled times and a lot of corruption. And Veneno said he didn't think it was right to leave the country and his fans during those tough times. Wow, was that? That's like genius. Because you know, I bet that this is in the, our upcoming episode of the history of the NWA title. I'm well, sure. Yeah, and I can't wait to get to it because I, I didn't know this. Yeah. I so, this you? No, and so these fans, these people, whether he ever comes back again, Blair, or ever, or if this guy Veneno even gets another chance, it doesn't matter. He was champion and beat Ric Flair in their eyes, and that will last him the rest of his career. Oh, yeah. He's in the books. That's in yeah. the history books. We're reading it right now. It's history. So, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, it, on the 10th of uh, January 1983, Robert Gibson defeated Norman Frederick Charles III to win the NWA U.S. Junior title for Southeastern Wrestling. So, on the same day in Memphis at the Mid-South Coliseum in front of a crowd of 8,208, Nick Bockwinkle defeated Jerry Lawler to regain the disputed AWA World Heavyweight title. AWA never actually recognized the 1982 title, title change. Here we go again. And Memphis Television danced around the situation, insinuating that Jerry Lawler was the champion. Yet, at the same time, having him surrender the title on television to Eddie Marlin to hold until the rematch or Bach Winkle refused to wrestle. During this match and leading to the finish, the injured Jimmy Hart appeared at ringside beside a man wrapped up in medical gauze whom it was assumed was Hart. 
Instead, it turned out to be Andy Kaufman, which distracted Lawler, allowing Bockwinkel to grab a pin and regain the title. They got a lot of mileage out of that Andy Kaufman thing. They really did. You know, today actually is, uh, I think, uh, what, it's a 40th anniversary of the beginning of that feud with Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman. Really? In uh, our friend, our good friend Carmine Despirito was actually there at the start of it when they were on the talk show taking the pictures. He posted wow. it on Facebook today. They so. um, really put that over where a lot of people who know the business were, weren't convinced that it was, you know, fake. They, a lot of people, in, even in the business, thought that there was some real heat. And it really wasn't ever cleared up or mentioned um, until not that long ago. And up until then, they always acted as if uh, even Waller's comments, like it really was real, you know. So they did a, they did a good job. You got to give it to Andy Kaufman. Did he you was, ever see the movie about that? Yes, yeah. yes, actually I did. Andy what Kaufman was, was quite the character. I mean, yeah, what was it called? Uh, Man on the Moon, I believe. Yeah. Something yeah. like that, that Jim Carrey did his part. Me. And introduce the intergender. Right, right. Right. Because this is a guy who was obsessed with the type of stuff I uh, grew up doing. Uh, apartment wrestling. He would uh, wrestle uh, pay girls to wrestle him on floors and beds and stuff in apartments. So he, you know, he got, got obsessed with wrestling women and decided to take a professional, even though he was a celebrity. So he was what, the natural kind of people. Yeah, yeah, he was a natural, right? Everything for everything. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, even when he used to do that uh, gimmick where he was that guy, Tony, he come, it was his alter ego. Unbelievable. Just beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. He's gone, right? He died. Yes. What a shame. Yeah. These talented people, I don't know if they can live with like their brain can't handle it, you know? Yeah. Anyway, okay, so. Um, Coffin distracted Lawler, along about to grab the pin and begin the title. Right, so in West Palm Beach, Florida, the auditorium, NWA World Heavyweight Champion Rick Flair defeated Barry Windham. Now, I was just thinking about this guy as a possible candidate for a T-shirt design. The Destroyer, Dick Bayer, the Intelligent Sensational Destroyer is how he used to come out. And his mask was made from a girdle of his wife's. It was some kind of because they didn't have like this materials back then, so it was a stretchy lycra, and they yes. put a, a strip on it, and that's what he used to, to make the mask. Not a bad. You, idea. you remember when you could go in the back of the magazines and order one of those masks or a Doctor X mask? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was going to for so long. I'm not going to get one of those. Of course, and I, yeah. I think everyone had uh, a little trinket out of the back of the magazines at one point, whether it be like, you know, uh, what you're talking about. They sold yeah. stuff like, you know, yeah. grow your muscles and do this. Yeah. I wanted the x-ray glasses so I could look through they clothes. Didn't work. They didn't work. Of they course not. <laughs> Crazy. Of course, I had certain things, so I know what works and what doesn't. Uh, yeah. All right, so the destroyer Dick Bear defeated Billy Robinson for the International Championship in Quebec, Canada. Also, Tony Parisi and Gino Brito, who's uh, Dino Bravo, is that? No, Dino Bravo. He had a second, different name he used, too. Uh, they defeated Pat Patterson and Pierre Lefebvre in the international, for international tag team titles. That's a big match. 
sensational, intelligent destroyer against Billy Robinson. That must have been good. All right. On the 11th of January, 1983, a mask versus money match takes place at the Fort Hesterly Armory in Tampa, Florida. The Midnight Rider, Dusty Rhodes, and Barry Windham defeat NWA World Champion Ric Flair and Kevin Sullivan when the Midnight Rider pins Ric Flair. On the same show, Terry Allen, Magnum TA, and Scott McGee defeated the Kangaroos, excuse me, Don Kent and Johnny Heppernan to win the global tag team titles. That must have been, that's an NWA, I guess, in, in Tampa. Uh, so here we go. Uh, the first, uh, January 13th, 1983, Hulk Hogan versus Kemp at the Salt Palace, Salt Lake City, Utah. Draws 10,000 fans. Bobby Heenan battled Buck Zumhoff. Boo! To a, to a draw. Wahoo McDaniel defeated Jacques Rene Goulet. Jacques Rene Goulet. Jesse Ventura defeated Baron Von Roschke. And Crusher Blackwell and Sheik Adnan LKC defeated Rick Martel and Steve Oslonski. Hulk Hogan defeated Ken Patera via DQ. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Sounds all good, actually. Yeah. Well, I got an ad here, old style uh, poster uh, from the Salt Palace. And now we're going to go over to Pittsburgh on the 14th. January 1983 to the Civics Arena. Attendance, 14,000. Tony Gurria pinned Baron Miguel Sakuna. Mr. Fuji pinned S.D. Jones. Don Morocco defeated WWF champion Bob Backlund via countout. Ray Stevens and Buddy Rose defeated Jimmy Snooker and Rocky Johnson via DQ. Salvatore Belomo pinned Charlie Fulton. Superstar Billy Graham fought WWF Intercontinental Champion Pedro Morales to a double count out. WWF Tag Team Champions Jay Strongbow, uh, Jay and Jules Strongbow defeated the Wild Samoans, Appa and Sika via DQ. I used to love when uh, the Chief would do this <laughs> and, and McMahon would say, the Chief putting the bad mouth on Baron Sakluna. He was awesome. He was awesome. <laughs> now, fantastic. in the town next to me, Newark, New Jersey, there was a a company called the Brookdale Bottle, uh, Bottling Company Soda, and in their office, uh, Snook, I'm sorry, Strongbow's brother worked there. Oh. He was a dispatcher, and he looked exactly like him. Had hair, long hair, but he was short. They called him Little Chief. That was his, his nickname. And, of course, he had all the pictures up and everything, you know. So I used to get a kick out of going there. I bet. Uh, he, that's uh, Joe Scarpa, and... There's a story that he was very strong when he was young and uh, was often lifting cars, vehicles, by the bumpers. Oh. So he would oh. never, he looked at him, he didn't look like that, but he was you strong. You don't want to mess with him then. No, no. Uh, in Fort Pierce, Florida, Midnight Rider Dusty Rose defeated NWA World Heavyweight Champion Rick Flair, but did not win the title. A lot of that going on. All right, now go to Texas at the Sam Houston Coliseum. Houston, Texas draws 10,000 fans. Everybody's drawn. Tim Warner defeated Buddy Landell. Tiger Conway Jr. defeated Kelly Kaniski. Here's two second generations right there. Steve Williams defeated Marty Lund, a.k.a. Arn Anderson. Dick Murdoch and Tom Pritchard defeated the Grapplers, Len Denton and Tony Anthony. 
Chavo Guerrero defeated Gino Hernandez, Tony Atlas, and Mr. Wrestling 2, who was Johnny Walker, and Stagger Lee, who was Junkyard Dog, defeated Matt Bourne and Ted DiBiase, and Jim Duggan. Kamala won a two-ring battle well. I saw a video of Kamala slamming Andre. It has to be the best slam that, of anybody that did actually slam. Even Hulk Hogan only kind of, like, just tipped him over. You look at this, you probably find it on YouTube, look it up. He got him up like it was nothing. And up. I'm going to look this up because I, I did not, I missed that. I did not see that. I was blown away. I was like, wow, look at that. Now that's so, something to take a look yeah. at. Um, all right, so we're going to AWA in Denver, Colorado. Boy, they were stretched out pretty good. Uh, they had a big territory. Uh, Bobby Heenan battled Buck Zoomhoff to a draw. Wahoo McDaniel beat Sergeant Rene Goulet. Rick Martel beat Ken Pantera. Hulk Hogan beat Jesse Ventura by DQ. And Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel beat Jerry Blackwell and Sheik Ed Nown LKC in a steel cage match. Uh, we're going now to Southeastern Wrestling. And uh, on the 15th of January, 83, Norman Frederick Charles III fought Robert Gibson to a disputed finish in the NWA U.S. Junior title. It's held up now for East Southeastern Wrestling. Uh, Southeastern, um, uh, the Popos, ICW, was a split from Southeastern, and they were all back and forth using the same guys, a similar venue, a similar look, everything. And then um, who was it that uh, Les Stature started doing the commentary for Southeastern, which was an NWA affiliate. It was a good show, really good show. Um, all right, so we're going to go to WWF in Boston, Mass., at the Garden. Attendance, 14,780. Tony Altamori defeated Fred Marzino. Eddie Gilbert defeated Pete Doherty, the Duke of Dorchester. Salvatore Bolomo defeated Sweet Hansen. And Don Morocco defeated WWF champion Bob Backlund via countout. WWF tag team championship and Jules Strongbow brought the Wild Samoans, Appa and Sika to a draw. Superstar Billy Graham defeated WWF Intercontinental Champion Pedro Morales via DQ. Jimmy Snooker and Rocky Johnson defeated Buddy Rose and Ray Stevens. Now we go over to Tampa, Florida. NWA World Heavyweight Champion Rick Flair defeated Barry Window. Now we're over to San Antonio. The grapplers, Len Denton and Tony Anthony, defeated Ricky Morton and Ken Lucas to win the Southwest Tag Team titles. Now, Ricky Morton, before he teamed with Robert Gibson, was with Ken Lucas, and they they were really hot. The people loved those, those two guys. Ken Lucas was a good talent. Um, now we go to AWA in Chicago, Illinois. Buck Zumwalk beat Tom Lynch. Jerry Lawler beat Tom Stone. Wahoo McDaniel beat Sergeant Rene Goulet. Ken Patera and Bobby Duncan beat Rick Martel and Steve O. Will be Steve Ozlonski. Hulk Hogan beat Jesse Ventura by DQ. And Jerry Blackwell and Sheik Adnan KC uh, beat Jim Brunzel and Mad Dog Bashan. Well, that's a weird combo, right? Jim Brunzel and Mad Dog Bashan. They seem to be Hogan over on uh, Jesse Ventura quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I guess he wasn't getting a big push yet, you know? Right, right. And, I mean, who copied who? Because Ventura was a rip-off, you know, of, of Hogan. I didn't see no choke hole, Gorilla. I, lo I, I love doing Jesse the Bar. And, and not all a rip-off of 
Superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, and then there was also Steve Strong, who was actually um, that big monster guy uh, from Canada. Can't remember his name. But the story about him is, uh, what the hell was his name? Oh, he was a bull, this guy. Can't remember. But uh, there was a story about him going into a country to uh, do a wrestling interview while they were traveling. Steve Strong, so I don't remember what his other his other name was, but uh, they were at the studio, and a guy asked him a question, and he grabbed him and threw him down and stomped him with his 20, size 20, whatever. He said, welcome to professional wrestling. <laughs> nice. Very he, nice. Yeah, he was a big, huge guy. Um, welcoming. <laughs> Sounds uh, lovely. And, you know, during this time, looking, like, besides Madison Square Garden, any building that was even close to it was doing capacity 14,000. And when you see Memphis, uh, Mid South Coliseum drawing 5690, it's because that's all it held. Right. Well, back then, I mean, you, people, whenever there was a show, people were going, you yeah. know, they, especially down south. You're reading yeah. stuff from down south, and, and those people packed the building because weekly. The tickets were cheap, and it yeah. was like you know, it was their live entertainment. Like they, the the crowds were. Oh, I don't think the crowds ever died down down south. No, and fifty six hundred people, fifty six hundred people in a, a building that seats that. That's a. It's not intimate, but it's not like you're in. There's twenty thousand people, right. so it's a, a personal, more clo a closer atmosphere. Right. All right. So, uh, so actually, and oh, so this was. They drew 56.90 at the Mid-South Coliseum. Bobby Fulton beat Carl Fergie. Dutch Mantel beat the Angel. Jesse Barr beat Ken Raper. And Carl oh. Fergie, Ken Raper. Raper. I was talking about him uh, the other day in a show. But uh, a very different name. of names, yes. How about Ken Rapper? That would have been better. Right, but it, it was Raper. That was a bad joke on this gentleman. Really? Um, uh, Carl Fergie and the Angel and Jesse Barr beat Dutch Mantel and Bobby Fulton and Ken Raper. Stan Lane beat Jonathan Boyd via DQ. Bill Dundee and Terry Taylor beat Adrian Street and Apocalypse, who was Mike Boyer. Fabulous one, Steve Kern and Stan Lane beat the Sheep Herders, Jonathan Boyd and Luke Williams, via forfeit to win the Southern Tag Team title. Bobby Eaton and Coco Samoa Sabu beat Jerry Lawler and Sweet Brown Sugar, Coco Ware, via DQ. Now, same card. Robert Gibson defeated Norman Frederick Charles III to win the held-up NWA U.S. Junior title for Southeastern Championship Wrestling. So now we have, in, on the 18th, the Kangaroos, Don Kent, does it say where? Uh, Don Kent and Johnny Heffernan defeated Terry Allen, Magnum T.A., and Scott McGee to win the Global Tag Team titles. Um, I used to love Les Thornton. Remember him? Little stocky guy. Him and Scott McGee had a hell of a match. That's how you find that on YouTube. For some junior title, a very good match. Very technical. Stiff. Nice. Um, so here we go. Uh, this is Onondaga County, New York. So in an incident that would have even been even more chilling ramifications later this year, Jimmy Snooker is arrested by Onondaga County New York Sheriff's deputies following a domestic violence incident with Nancy Argentina. Argentina would Argentina would be killed under suspicious circumstances. 
Later this same year, and shortly before Snooker's death, he would be indicted for the murder. So that was not, uh, you know, we were. I was in locker rooms with him plenty of times. We, we, we all shared a locker room with him, and it was, you know, he treated us the way he did, and, and yeah. you know, I, I, I really don't even want to talk about it. No, but he's another case like Benoit, where, and even Chuck Williams, where everybody that knew them would swear that they were not capable of it, which means to me that they all had brain damage, they had CTE early, they said that there was brain tissue in Benoit's head that was, like, dead, rotted. So, you know, there's something to that. Um, we know with the concussions and all of that, you would just lose your mind. Oh, this was good. Um, I won't read it, but it takes nine policemen to arrest Superfly. I don't know if that was that. Yeah, it says the same town. So, yeah, I didn't know that that happened while, while I was getting uh, It said nine, nine men and two dogs needed to ground Superfly. Wow. Can't you know, on that uh, the gimmick, you know. So uh, over, uh, in the, yeah, he, and then he would say to me later, you got all the gimmicks, bro. Mm, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we go um, to New York City, Madison Square Garden, attendance 15,000. That sounds down a little bit. Johnny Rods defeated Pete Sanchez. S.D. Jones defeated Baron Miguel Sacuna. And superstar Billy Graham defeated Sweet Hansen. Don Morocco defeated WWF Intercontinental Champion. I remember this. Pedro Morales to win the title. The Wild Samoans, Appa and Sika, managed by Captain Lou Albano, defeated Tony Gurria and Eddie Gilbert. There's a little tag there. Tony Gurria and Eddie Gilbert. All right. Oh, yeah. so, so they sent Gilbert up to New York to work preliminaries to get experience. You know, Eddie Gilbert was working from when he was a teenager. So, yeah, yeah he ended up there. Sure. He's writing angles at like 14 years old. Exactly. So, uh, really, what was his life supposed to be? Exactly. The, the best of it. Yeah. Uh, Ray Stevens defeated Jules Strongbow, and the WWF champion Bob Backlund defeated Big John Studd. Jimmy Snooker, managed by Buddy Rogers, defeated Buddy Rose, managed by Lou Albano, and Salvatore Bolomo defeated Charlie Fulton. Rocky Johnson defeated Mr. Fuji. Um, what was I looking at here? I wanted to say something about um, Jimmy Snooker, managed. Where was that? I lost it. I wanted to comment on uh, Jimmy Snook and Buddy Rose. Oh, Big John Stutt. He's He was in a mask as the executioners, and the other guy was Killer Kowalski. Oh, right, right, right. That, that's how he, he started out under the mask. Testing him out. Good test yeah. for him. Yeah. All right, um, Mid-Atlantic, Dory Funk Jr. defeated Jack Briscoe for the NWA Mid-Atlantic title in Charlotte, North Carolina for Jim Crockett Promotions. So that was that's a big, big match between two highly regarded guys that were good amateurs, you know, so that was, that's, that's a real deal right there. Absolutely. Uh, at the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia, in a non-title $5,000 challenge match, Butch Reed defeated the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair. Only wow. Was it Butch? I thought it was uh, what's his name? That what, what, Ron Simmons held the title. I thought he was the only black guy. Does he say? As see, we're going to get to this in our the history of the NWA title. Yeah. 
Please stay oh. tuned on that show because it's very interesting. Yeah. Everyone, everyone who's ever held the title, even if for one day, one minute, or one hour. So yeah. stay tuned on a Wrestling Rewind, the history of the NWA title. Yeah. Well, the reason it, we didn't, know. didn't hear about it because it wasn't a title match because it says it was a $5,000 challenge match. Challenge match, right. No so, title on the line. Yes. Only right. Anderson and Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. Defeated Tommy Rich and Stan Hansen. Paul Orndorff defeated Ivan Kolo. Bruiser Brody defeated Tino Santana. And Ray Candy battled Super Destroyer Scott Irwin. The Moondogs, Rex and Spot, defeated Joe Lightfoot and Tom Pritchard. Paul Ellering, still wrestling, defeated Tommy Rich. Did you see the body that he had when he was wrestling? Yes. Actually, I... Bill. Unfortunately, up close and personal. <laughs> So, <laughs> moving on. Yes. Who's a Brad Armstrong defeated Chick Donovan in Toronto, Canada at the Maple Leaf Gardens with an attendance of 11,000. Billy Redlines defeated Jerry Bryant. Johnny Weaver defeated Tim Gerard. The Destroyer, Dick Bayer, and Bobby Bass defeated Rudy and Terry Keck. Leo Burke battled Tony Parisi to a draw. Big John Studd defeated Tony Garrido. Jimmy Snooker defeated Ray Stevens with Salvatore Belomo as a special referee. Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood defeated Sergeant Slaughter and Don Cernoodle. All right. On the 24th, 83, January, we go to Memphis, Tennessee, to the Mid-South Coliseum, drawing 5,589. The Angel beat Bobby Fulton. Jesse Barr drew King Cobra. Dutch Mantel pinned Carl Fergie. Southern Tag Team Champions, the Fabulous Ones, Steve Kern and Stan Lane, beat Jonathan Boyd and the Angel. Bill Dundee and Terry Taylor beat Adrian Street and Apocalypse, who's Mike Boyer, in a no-DQ match. Bobby Eaton and Sabu, who's Coco Samoa, beat Sweet Brown Sugar and Coco Beware and Jerry Lawler in a no-DQ match. Uh, WWF, uh, we're going to uh, the Agricultural Hall in Allentown, PA. Ivan Kolop returns to the WWF, defeating Barry Hart, who was Barry Horowitz, in Allentown, PA at the Agricultural Hall, and later Jeff Craney, Frankie Williams, and Miguel Feliciano on the same show. Do you remember who Frankie Williams was? Yes. In, in Piper's Pit, he got smashed in the head with the well, before Snooker. And I guess he was answering the question in his broken English, which he was only there to be humiliated. And he said, uh, I asked him a question. Piper asked him a question. And he said something like, oh, I don't. So, you know, Piper mimicked him. Oh, I don't know. And then I think he smacked him and knocked him off the chair. So Frankie Williams, you know, was, that's what he's famous for, if anything. But he was another jobber, journeyman guy for years there. Um, and so was Miguel Feliciano. Um See, Bob Backlund performed the Harvard step test for an entire hour during the show. In a dark match following the TV tapings, WWF champion Bob Backlund defeated Buddy Rose, who was a substitute for superstar Billy Graham. Um, one of my experiences was in, in the locker room. Um, there wasn't a lot of room. I had one bench to sit on, and there was Backlund doing his Harvard step test, reading a book up and down on the stairs. What a trip, man. Yeah, quite the character. Really? All right. 
Uh, we got the Fabulous Kangaroos, John Kent and Johnny Heffernan, defeated Scott McGee and Terry Allen in Tampa, Florida to regain the global tag team titles. All right, now we're going to Baltimore, Maryland on the 29th of January. At the Civic Center, attendance 12,200. Pete Sanchez defeated Baron Miguel Cicluna. Eddie Gilbert gets a win over Charlie Fulton. Salvatore Bolomo defeated Johnny Roth. Big John Studd defeated N.C. Jones. And Sweet Hansen defeated Kurt Henning. WWF Tag Team Champions Chief J and Jules Schwombo fought the Wild Samoans off and seek it to a double DQ. Rocky Johnson defeated superstar Billy Graham via DQ. Snooker defeated Ray Stevens via countout. Andre the Giant and Pedro Morales defeated WWF Intercontinental Champion Don Morocco and Mr. Fuji. WWF Champion Bob Backlund defeated Buddy Rose. All right, we're going back to the Mid-South Coliseum on the 30th, and it is uh, drawing 5,900. King Cobra beat Masked Marauder 1. The Angel beat Philip Rougeau. Apocalypse Mike Boyer beat Bobby Fulton. Big Red beat Marauder 2. Dutch Mantel drew Bessie, Jesse Barr. Dutch Mantel and well, he worked a lot, a lot. And Bobby Fulton and King Cobra and Big Red beat the Marauders and Angel and Jesse Barr. Obviously, they were short on talent and everybody had to work three times. Right. <laughs> Seems like. Uh, Jesse, Jerry Roberts, Jacques Rougeau, pinned Terry Taylor to win the Southern title. The Sheep Herders, Boyd and Williams, beat the Fabulous Ones, Kern and Lane, to win the Southern Tag Team titles in a loser leaves town versus title match. Time to go to a new territory. Adrian Street beat Bill Dundee via DQ in a loser receives 10 lashes match. Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk and Sweet Brown Sugar. Coco Ware, he must have been working under different masks, different because there was a brown sugar and it wasn't Coco Beware. Yeah, right. Uh, beat Bobby Eaton and Sabu. Coco Samoa and Carl Fergie in a Texas tornado tornado death match. So, what is this? Two five. Oh, this goes into February now of the same year. Oh, and we're going to go back to the Boston Garden. This is on the second February fifth, eighty three. Uh, Boston Garden attendance fourteen thousand eight ten. Mister Fuji defeated Pete Sanchez. Salvatore Bolomo defeated Charlie Fulton. Johnny Roz defeated Baron Miguel Cicluna. Sweet Hansen defeated Mac Rivera. And WWF champion Bob Backlund fought WWF Intercontinental champion Don Morocco to a double DQ. WWF tag team champions Chief J and uh, Chief J and Jules Strombo defeated the Samoans. Why well, they had a long, a long run. Uh, Big John Stun defeated Tony Gurria. Jimmy Snooker defeated Ray Stevens. And Rocky Johnson defeated superstar Billy Graham via DQ. Uh, on the 6th, we go to Memphis at the Cook Convention Center in front of 3,206 fans. Fabulous one, Steve Kern and Stan Lane, defeated the Sheep Herders, Boyd and Williams, to win the Southern Tag Team titles. Uh, over at the Omni in Atlanta, Iron Sheep defeated Dick Murdoch in an Iranian club challenge. But Butchery battled Ivan Koloff to a draw. Bunkhouse match, Stan Hansen defeated Ole Anderson, and Dick Murdoch defeated Super Destroyer Scott Irwin. Paul Orndorff defeated Iron Sheik. Ray Candy defeated Bruiser Brody by DQ. Bob Roop defeated Brad Armstrong. And Buzz Sawyer defeated Tommy Rich. The Moondogs, Rex and Spot defeated Tito Santana and Joe Lightfoot. Paul Ellering defeated Tom Pritchard. 
now uh, Rex and Spot. One of them was Sailor White, because I remember seeing he had a tat big tattoo here on his chest, and, and later on they renamed him, changed his gimmick, but his name was Sailor White. Um, let me go to AWA in Denver, Colorado. Hawk Zoom Hawk beat Tom Lynch. Jerry Blackwell and Sheik Adnan, I think KC, beat Baron Von Rashke and Mad Dog Vashon. Hawk Zoom off the scumbag that he is. He got so much work, you know? Yeah. He really had something good going for himself, and he had to fuck, excuse me, he had to do what he did. Uh, yeah. We'll get into in other shows, but what a scumbag! What an absolute really? scumbag! I'm sorry. No, believe yeah, me. I it. wanted to go to a show and steal his boombox and crack it over his head. <laughs> sure, we'll do more than that. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say here about oh, Paul Ellering? Yeah, he's still working, Paul Ellering. Yeah. So, um, I, I back in back there in, in Denver, Jerry Blackwell and. She KC. Oh, Baron Rat Von Rash, that's what I wanted to say. I loved what he used to do. He was an NCAA champion in wrestling. Yeah. And he would say at the end, and that is all that people need to know. And you know what it is. And then this guy worked up until what? I mean Yeah. More recently, I don't know if he passed or not, but like he really worked until he just could not move yeah. anywhere, I think. Yeah, he was a uh, too much. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is going to be good. We're going over to New Japan in Tokyo at Sumo Hall. I worked in that building. So then so, I Yeah. Did you? Awesome. Yes, I did. I won. I, I, any of the major ones, I was happy. I got the Korokan, the smaller. I got the Sumo Hall. I did Jinku Baseball Stadium, and I did Korokan. So I was happy that the bigger buildings um, I, I was in. Um, it was awesome, really. So I'm sure you enjoyed it too. Yes, I did. Great stuff. Just, I didn't like Japan so much. I just liked the fact that I was had the ability to go there. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So New Japan Pro Wrestling in Tokyo, Japan at the Sumo Hall, shown the 11th uh, uh, 1983 on TV. Yoshiaki Fujiwara beat York Yoke Pazin. Kuniaki Kobayashi and Grand Hamada beat Kintaro Okino and Masanobu Kurosu. I don't see only a couple of Americans. Osamu Kido beat Carlos Jose Estrada. Mike George beat Ryuma Go. And Masa Saito, one of my favorites, beat Kengo Kimura. Hulk Hogan beat Blackjack Mulligan. WWF Junior Heavyweight Champion Tiger Mask, Satoru Sayama, beat Black Tiger. Black Tiger was Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, there you go. There's your Americans. Yeah. Seiji Sekiguchi and Tatsumi Fujinami, another one of my favorites. Battled Ricky Chosho and Killer Khan to a double countout. Rusher Kimura and Animal Hamaguchi and Isamu Tarahashi beat Antonio Inoki in a handicap match. I was only, only five of them. And we shoot back to the States in Louisville, Kentucky. The Sheep Herders, Boyd and Williams, regained the Southern Tag Team titles from the fabulous ones, Steve Kern and Stan Lane. So they have some other little excerpts from different, uh, I guess, uh, newspapers and stuff during the time. And now we're going to February 2nd, February 8th, 83, Buffalo, New York. Attendance, 9,200 WWF. Salvatore Belomo defeated Charlie Fulton. Two in a row. Swan Hans Stan Hans Sweet Hansen defeated Kurt Henning. Mr. Fuji fought Chief J. Strongbow to a draw. 
Wild Samoans, Oppa and Sika, defeated Tony Gurria and Eddie Gilbert. Big John Studd defeated Jules Stromo. Rocky Johnson defeated Buddy Rose. Pedro Morales defeated superstar Billy Graham via countout. And Jimmy Snooker defeated Ray Stevens. WWF champion Bob Backlund fought WWF intercontinental champion Don Morocco to a no contest. Uh, Rick Flair versus Victor Jovica for the NWA World Heavyweight title. This is another one of those. In Trinidad, 24,000 fans. Again, at a near right, and Flair again appears to put a wrestler over for the NWA title in order to escape a Caribbean national nation alive. In other words, you got to do what you got to do. (laughs) Serious about their wrestling in in Trinidad. Yeah. Wow. That's scary, man. You know, you're really putting your life in your hands. Title that was not, uh, you know, very well known. So, you know, and to avoid rioting and, and yeah. possibly getting murdered. Put put that motherfucker over one, two, three in the middle of the ring. Yeah, she says, do it and go home. Yeah. Just, home. Like, just like when you first started, you wanted to stay in the Battle Royal. Then you're like, a few years later, you're like, throw me out right away. First, please. I'll throw myself out. Exactly. All right. Um, yeah, that's scary. So that was in... Trinidad, 24,000 fans. Man, that's a lot of people. Probably outside, you know. Right. Um, so here we go now to Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida, in front of a crowd of 6,196. Dusty Rhodes, masked in a mask as the Midnight Rider, defeated Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight title. And has to give up the title when he refused to unmask. Results, another way to get stay strong. Andre the Giant and Barry Windham, defeated Kevin Sullivan and Jake Roberts. Mike Graham defeated Don Kent. Roddy Piper defeated Mr. New York. And I unmasked him as Chick Donovan, the golden boy Chick Donovan. Rufus R. Jones and Ron Bass defeated Angelo Mosca and Leroy Brown by DQ. And Charlie Cook defeated Cyclone Negro, a really good. Yeah, your last name is Negro, said Negro. He was a hell of a worker. I don't forget about back then. It's like... Uh, you, you were wearing a mask and you won the title. So now you got to take the mask off for some reason. We're not going to say what reason, but you got to take the mask off to show everybody that you're really Dusty Rhodes. So now the win somehow doesn't count. It, it yeah. just never made sense to me. Yeah. Angle Angling never made sense to me. Like you take a mask off, so that means you didn't win the match? Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? You still and- won the match? Yeah, like you couldn't tell it. You didn't know it was Dusty Rhodes either. Yeah, because there was you know? like so many guys with like 400 pounds with that big tumor on their stomach, you know. <laughs> so like, it's a, so it's many brown blotch. Right, right. So many yeah. he had. I well, used to get, Rose was up there. He he was pretty fat. Yeah, um, you know, there's so many things that you just you know ignored, you know, and uh, it would just move along. You know, it's pro wrestling, you can get away with that. Right. So, uh, back in Miami, Florida, we did that. Uh, Leroy Brown. So we gave up. We want uh, Roddy Piper. I just said that. I'm sorry, Charlie. Cook. All right. So we're moving on to. Oh, yeah. It was Scott McGee and Terry Allen defeated the Kangaroos, Don Kent and Johnny Hepburn. Here's the picture of uh, Dusty with that stupid mask on. Now, are we oh, on February? We're on February or March? We're still on February, the 11th. A huge card 
is held in St. Louis, Missouri at the Checker Dome in front of 16,695 fans. It is shown on Japanese television and featured a PWF title change and a famous Flair versus Brody match. Results, Roger Kirby defeated Manny Fernandez. Bill Cody and Buzz Tyler and Rick Martel defeated Crusher Uyala, Dewey Robertson, and Kim Duck. Ken Paterra defeated Ox Baker. Butch Reed defeated Bobby Duncan. Bob Orton Jr. and Dick Murdoch defeated Bob Brown and Dick the Bruiser. Curry Von Erich defeated Red Valentine to retain the Missouri heavyweight title. And NWA world champion Rick Flair went to a time-limit draw with Bruiser Brody in a best two out of three falls match. Giant Baba defeated Harley Race to win the PWF heavyweight title. So I was just thinking real quick about things that never made sense. On Florida Championship Wrestling, they would be doing the commentary, and every once in a while, who was ever doing it with Gordon Soley would say, well, he's ahead on points right now. Yeah, like it's a basketball game? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you, you could have said, if it were amateur wrestling. Well, he's ahead of the he game be, or something. Yeah, it would have been ahead on points. But what, you're secretly uh, scoring it on points in case there's a draw and you're going to. I never heard you do that. So what do you mean? It's scoring it's ahead on points. I recall uh, later on they tried that uh, point scoring thing. I think it was with an AWA. With yes. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm talking about. And there's American Wrestling Federation. Yes, yes, something like that. They had on ESPN. It didn't work out very well then. They had uh, rounds too. I don't think it would ever work out. But uh, you know what? These are some a- interesting facts about 1983. The highlights of 1983. So I think we should uh, get into part two of this next week. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, join us next week. For part two of Highlights in Pro Wrestling 1983 uh, on Monty and the Pharaoh show. They will be hosting us here on YouTube every Sunday night at 7 p.m. So uh, join us back next week for part two and every week after. And uh, for my co-host, the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. And for myself, Angel Amoroso, have a nice night and a nice life. See ya. Good night.